is the Lifted Life Podcast. We created this show to help you live a lifted life. Welcome to episode 95, The Benefit of Boundaries. What are the benefits of boundaries? The benefits of boundaries. (laughs) Um, Besides the alliteration for the show title. Well, once I think you understand what a boundary is, then we can talk about the benefits. But I think it'd be great if you could explain to everyone what a, a boundary is. Because we had talked about it, you and I, and we had listened to a podcast episode mm-hmm. by Brooke Castillo explaining boundaries. And I found out I didn't quite understand what a boundary was. Yes. So we went back old school because that is who I received my coach training from. Back backstory is that before I was growing lifted, before I started lifted and came to Tim and said, Hey, let's do this thing called lifted. I was growing a coaching practice and I was coaching clients, helping them to feel better naturally by managing their mind, by managing their emotion, by helping them learn how to feel better on purpose. So that training was received through Brooke Castillo in the life coach school. I have zero regrets that I went through that coach training program, even though my kind of path as a coach didn't really last super long. It was so immensely beneficial for how to manage my mind about being a business owner, being a parent, being a partner, and around what I wanted to create. So I learned about boundaries from Brooke many years ago, but I thought for this episode, Timsey, what do you think you and I go back, listen to what she says about boundaries. If you're interested in that episode, it is episode called, I didn't write down the number, uh, Boundaries 2.0, and it is from May 4th, 2017. Now, I believe there was a Boundaries 1.0, or maybe she just called mm-hmm. it Boundaries, but that was so old it was no longer even available. Mm-hmm. But Boundaries 2.0 was still really useful. And the premise that we learned from today's show from her that we listened to are some of the things we're going to share today. And one of the main takeaways was that most people don't need to create a boundary. They just need to learn how to say no. They need to speak their truth more yeah, I think openly. So. People need to speak their truth more openly. I think it's better than say no. But Oftentimes it's yeah. say no. So yeah. I, the example she used was beautiful. It was, hey, can you bake 500 cupcakes for the bake sale for the school? Because we need to raise money. And a lot of her clients and a lot of people that I speak to would say yes. And then the entire time they're baking, they would feel resentful, frustrated, overworked, underappreciated, all of those things. So what they really meant was, no, actually, I don't have time to bake 500 cupcakes. And so before you actually create a boundary, you actually just needed to check in and say, am I being honest with people or am I just trying to be a people pleaser and trying to make them feel a certain way? Yeah, so the other example she gave was what I related to was saying no because for some reason no is always the first response that I that comes to my mind is no. <laughs> but then I followed up with a story of why it's okay for me to say no and, and I'm worried about how they feel or what they're thinking about me. And it's usually a lie of it really needs to be a no because X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Because you know, I'm really busy or because of the blah, blah. And I fall into the other camp of saying yes and meaning no. Yeah. And so we're both beautiful candidates for more, more work around this. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and all of it has to do with trying to manage how other people feel or how manage how other people think about us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we've come a long way as far as this mm-hmm. goes, but we still have plenty of work to do. Uh, for me, one of the toughest areas of boundaries that I experience is, is with my own children, mm-hmm. not setting strong boundaries because frankly, at one point there were no boundaries between me and them when I carried them in my womb. <laughs> I always like to give that example because it's like, well, there was no boundary. Was there? I don't know. <laughs> You're on the spot. Uh, so for me, it's like my heart walking around outside of my body because I love them so. And yet it's still, and yet it's very much important to experience or to set those boundaries. So I'll get back to some of the learning I've had around that. But back to boundaries. First and foremost, she explained it's not a need for boundaries. It's more a need for expressing or speaking your truth which maybe means saying no when you mean no. Mm-hmm. Maybe means um, just asking, requesting someone not to do something instead of just allowing them to keep asking you for something and you get more and more frustrated. So many people are that are people, people pleasers um, are actually lying to themselves, she mm-hmm. says. So um, once you get past that of speaking your truth, there may be a... And, experience where you need to set a boundary. And in her words, she says, you only need to express a boundary when there's been a boundary violation. The example she used was if someone's like tapping on your head or she used the word petting, which I think is a rather yeah, weird. Yeah, strange word. <laughs> I was like, we had the kids in the car. I was like, let's not use that. Um, anyway, if someone's petting you and you don't like to be petted, um, she said, you know, you can say, um, there's several things actually. She said, you can say, hey, um, if you, I need you to stop petting me. That's mm-hmm. one. You can say, if you're not going to stop petting me, then I'm going to leave. Mm-hmm. And that was a very popular boundary. If you continue to yell at me, then I'm going to leave. If you continue to raise your voice at me, then I will get out of the car. And, and something I thought was interesting that, that she shared was that, um, it's possible that's like the cupcake example. If you've made cupcakes every year for the fundraiser and, you made 500 cupcakes every year and you've always said yes, always said yes. The people may not know that they're imposing on your boundary Mm -hmm. because you've allowed them for so long to do Mm -hmm. that, that they may be just as shocked when you blow up or say, you've got, you've done, you've gone too far. You've done too much. Mm -hmm. So like I said, that angle was pretty interesting to me. The other angle that you kind of remind me of is that you're not asking the person to change. It's not, you Mm -hmm. need to stop smoking. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't smoke please don't smoke around me. Mm-hmm. It's if you're going to smoke, I'm going to get out of the car. Yeah. Or if you're going to smoke, then I won't ride in the car. Mm-hmm. If you are going to yell, then I will leave the room. It's always um, stating what it is, the boundary violation, and then what you are going to do about it. Because we're not trying to control them or change them. We are simply stating what we will and will not tolerate. And I think that's a really important example based on last week's show Mm -hmm. where we talked about allowing other people to have their own experience Uh, a lot of suffering and misery can come from trying to control other people control other people tell Mm -hmm. other people what they should do and in the realm of boundaries it has nothing to do with telling anyone what they can or can't do it's what you will or will not so speaking of our last episode um we did talk about how people are doing things and you you allowing them to do it and not getting upset internally is 
a, a, a preferred method that, that we like to take. But to me, this was like the next step. So you're doing this all day long, but there's this one issue that you just can't allow it to be. Like you can't just smile and, and allow them to have their experience. So that's when you create the boundary and say, if you do this, I'm going to remove myself from the situation because I, I can't deal with it. Mm-hmm. Do you see it that way or do you think yeah, it's two well, separate let's, things? Let's take it as something that's happening, like people taking temperatures at store. They point mm-hmm. a gun at your head and yep. they shoot you. Yeah, You can go into the store and say, oh, if you do that, I understand it's a private store. You have every right mm-hmm. to do that. But I'm not, I don't feel comfortable with that. I'm going to leave. Mm-hmm. So that would be a, a prime example of respecting the store's wishes to do that, allowing mm-hmm. them to have that experience, mm-hmm. allowing them to have that preference, and also doing what you believe to be right or what you prefer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, let's take a quick break, and then when we get back to the show, mm-hmm. we'll talk about mom boundaries that I've been kind of learning and growing from. So this week's episode is brought to you by Mood Super Strains. It's the blue one. Not the capsule, just the label. Um, Mood Super Strains is our probiotic only, and this review features uh, that probiotic. This item has been an answer to my prayers. I have suffered from an anxious stomach, which led to frequent diarrhea. I started taking this, and soon after, my bowel movements have become normal again. I also added kefir, which has some of the same probiotic strains, and also some probiotic yogurt. I did not get anything from the company for this review. Good luck. (laughs) Now, what's funny about this is they actually did not write this as a review. They shared this as feedback, which Mm -hmm. nobody sees. So it's a little bit unfortunate the way Amazon lays that out. You maybe have heard me express my concern, frustration (laughs) with that because we get so many people that share really great stories over on feedback, which is kind of more of a private area between Amazon and ourselves as to how our um, fulfillment process is going. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you... Click on something, make sure it is review and not feedback if you're wanting to make sure that it is public. So we do appreciate that feedback regardless. So that was for Mood Super Strains. I need a drink. I'm thirsty. I'm kind of, can you got something to say for a minute? He doesn't. <laughs> oh my God. No, I, I do. I'm interested to hear you talk about these mom boundaries <laughs> because as a dad, I have no, no mom boundaries <laughs> and We've talked about it before, and I feel like it's been a sticky subject between us, so I'm curious to hear what you're going to say. Okay, so we recently did a mini family trip, and I told my sister-in-law this, which is your sister, that I noticed this, and so I'm going to share it because I already told her, so it's nothing secretive about Mm -hmm. it, but I told her that you are always telling me, you need to have more clear boundaries. You need to just tell the kids no, tell them no and don't feel bad about it. It's not like, no, I won't, like, it's not like I won't tell them no about buying them something. It's never like that kind of thing. It's like, no, that's easy. No, we're not today, whatever. Or do you have enough money for it? That's Mm -hmm. fine. It's not like that kind of no. It's more about when they want me to do something for them. Mm. And I kind of make it to mean a sign of my love for them or I don't want them to not feel important to me or that work is more important to me or that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of struggle with saying no if I make it mean something that's not so pleasant. So back to the sister, I noticed she was saying yes to things that she didn't really want to do. And it was like, not that she didn't want to, she just was trying to enjoy her coffee and she found herself playing cards, you know, with one of her kids, even Mm -hmm. though that was like not exactly what she wanted to be doing. And I told her, I said, 
I have to tell you, this has been so perfect for me because seeing you do this has been so easy for me to see how I do it too. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't see it in myself until I saw it in her. And the thing that's so cool about seeing it in her was that I could tell that that kind of frustration, irritation, or resentment towards doing that was it tainted the experience of the cards. So mm -hmm. rather than um, do it and then be frustrated, like kind of vowing to myself to, if I only do it, if I can truly, from an authentic, truthful place, say, yes, I want to do this with you. Okay, so this is where I have a question. Um, can you have boundaries with yourself? So can you have a boundary to yourself? I will only do things I truly want to do. I don't think so. A boundary is only expressed when someone has violated a boundary. So if someone asks me to do something and I don't want to do it, I'm going to leave. Then I'm going to leave. You no. can't leave yourself, I guess. Okay. No, that's not quite like a boundary violation. Mm -hmm. I just think the boundary is, um, I think of it as a line in the sand. And Brooke never said that. Yeah. So now we're kind of veering away from what, she sees as a boundary. I had an experience of needing to express a boundary when a customer was asking me to call them on a weekend. And generally we don't really do phone calls anymore. Mm -hmm. I'll make occasional exceptions if somebody is really adamant that they need to talk on the phone to somebody, but not on a Saturday night when I already have family in town. Right. And so for me, that was, no, I'm creating a boundary. Like, let me see if I can put it in. If you ask me to call you on the weekend at six o'clock in the evening, then I will not. <laughs> Is that a boundary you think? Yeah, that's, that sounds good. So sounds I right. kind of see it as a line in the sand. She was saying it's not the same thing as standing up for yourself. Yeah. You only create a boundary whenever there's been a boundary violation. So you wouldn't just walk up to someone. I remember her saying this as an example. You wouldn't just walk up to someone and say, don't punch me in the face. Because they never did punch you in the face. Mm -hmm. They probably weren't even considering it. But if someone tries to punch you in the face, you can say, look... If you try to punch me in the face, then I will call the police. If you try to punch me in the face, then I will leave the room. If you try to punch me in the face, then I will call in my bodyguard, Tim Hall. I'm trying to think what she said about... Um, about... You lost it, didn't you? Oh, I did lose it. About um, not caring what people think about her. Oh, and um, and being wrong about about her. Yeah. I like the way she spun that because a lot of times the thing is I don't want them to think I'm a bad person. I don't want them to think I'm caring. And she's like, I'm willing to let people be wrong about me. Mm -hmm. And that no, was I like, will not bake 500 cupcakes. Are there other ways I can volunteer or help? But also I'd... that person that she said no to might be thinking she's inconsiderate, not helpful. And she's allowing them to be wrong about her because that's not true. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know, the way she phrased it, I thought was pretty powerful. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. Um, so she was saying boundaries are not standing up for yourself. There's no reason to stand up for yourself mm -hmm. if you speak your truth. Yep. So like with the kids, it's easy to go back to, no, you don't need a boundary. You just need to honestly say, I'm not going to play cards right now because I won't be a very fun card player. I, I would be irritated with you, mm -hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. Let's wait until I want to play cards. And then there comes the problem. What if I never want to play cards with my kids? What if I hate cards? What if cards is my least favorite? <clears throat> I'm just saying it could be true for you. So you can say, I, I'm not going to be able to play cards or I choose not to play cards, but maybe we could color together because I love to color. 
Or what's another thing that you enjoy to do? Right. What's something else we could do yeah. together? So I thought that was just interesting that she said, if you speak your truth, you don't need to stand up for yourself. And I don't ever see it as, oh, I need to stand up for myself. But I do see it as I need to draw a line in the sand of like, mm-hmm. this is what I want. All these other people want all these things from me, but I'm going to prioritize what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure if, you know, that's not quite in the realm of boundaries, but it is in the realm of speaking your truth, mm-hmm. which is what she was saying. You don't need to set a boundary if you speak your truth. And so often I think we don't speak our truth because we don't spend enough time with ourselves to know our own truth. So I would say that prior to having to set a boundary, it's really more about waking up to your preferences and your desires and getting to know who you really are and what you really prefer. And if you never want to play cards again, maybe you can just color. (laughs) That's the life lesson from this episode. Why do you think um, it's easier to see it in others? Or others, I I guess it's it's easier because it's not you. I mean, it's more... It was clear as day, though, like that I was like, I do that, too. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want to do that. that or, was like, or you could re- relate to her because you're a busy mom too. You have mm-hmm. lots going on. And yeah. Sometimes to put it on pause to do that sometimes. The real question is why is there such a strong presence of mom guilt and yet yeah. dad guilt isn't it's even a, really a it's thing. It's not, not even a thing, I don't think. Yeah. Moms, they want their kids to have a good time. They don't want someone to be left out. You would say you can't prevent them from feeling that way anyway. But I just think as a parent, we really do want to make them help them feel loved like that's the primary job and if they aren't feeling that then it feels like an epic failure i feel like but but do you think it's that do you think it's really mom and dad's or is it more what your your love language is what how you feel validated i mean is it really a gender thing i guess what i was saying i feel like it is all my mom friends like will be like we just want our kids to have a good time we plan out fun things and we're like no i don't actually want to do that i just want (laughs) to see the kids happy and having fun yeah and i just feel like the dads are like but i don't want to do that but maybe i'm wrong maybe there's some listeners are like oh that's more true for the dad and my family and the mom's more like chill i want to do what i want sort of thing but i do think it's a perfect lesson in speaking our truth being willing and ready to say no, and if we need to, creating a boundary. If you keep asking me to play cards, then I'm going to leave the room. <laughs> that would be a boundary, right? Yes, it's a good boundary. And you only would create it if they've been keeping asking you. They violated the boundary, asking for something seven to ten times. So I'm trying to think through myself. I don't think I've ever set a boundary like that because it sounds really uncomfortable to me, like telling someone that if you do keep that again, I'm going to do something that I know you don't like. Like the whole idea of that seems strange to me. Have you ever set a boundary? Probably with me, but <laughs> I'm trying to think of a personal example that I've. Well, that was the thing she was saying too, is that you often don't, you don't have to set too many boundaries. If your neighbor's mm-hmm. always peeking in your window, like as you were talking and saying, you really should paint your walls purple and you really should use this wallpaper. That's actually not a boundary violation. Mm-hmm. Now, if they were in your house painting your walls purple without your consent, yeah, okay. that would be a yeah, boundary yeah. violation. Uh-huh. So you really do need to bring a level of awareness to they get to have their own experience. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to control them. I am, um, but I am able to remove myself from the situation, not have this conversation with them. Um, so that's when you set the boundary. 
So back to the question, have I set a boundary? I'm sure I have. Mostly with you. <laughs> um, maybe with the kids too, a little bit. Like yeah. if you're like sometimes when they're crying, children uh-huh. cry, it seems more than adults. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's okay to cry. If you continue to cry though, I am going to leave the room because it kind of gives, hurts my head a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I feel like that's a very fair boundary. Yeah, I think it's a good boundary. Write to us and let us know. Did I fail as a parent <laughs> in that moment? Info at liftednaturals.com. Or tag us at liftednaturals over on Instagram or Facebook. Yeah, I don't know. That's the kind of the thing that comes to mind. And then you and I, when we start, if we, if we were to argue a wee mm-hmm. bit and our voices were to raise a wee bit, potentially, probably not, I think I've said, if you're going to... If you're going to yell, I'm going to yeah. leave the room. Then I'm going to but, but I think that was the key point that she made as well, is that it's always what you're going to do, not what the person that's violating is going to do. Mm-hmm. Did I say that right? So like, the violator. So like you said, if if you're going to continue to yell, I'm going to leave the room. Not like if you're going to continue to yell, then you're going to have to be quiet. Like, <laughs> right. That doesn't, that doesn't even... make sense. But, yeah. but you know what I'm trying to say. Like mm-hmm. It's all about what you're going to do, not what the other person's going to do. Yes. And I think that's really powerful when you can see that you are the owner of this situation mm-hmm. you're not at the whim you're not the victim you are the owner of the situation you are driving the bus as i like to say and you get to choose if you're going to leave the situation or leave the room or walk out of their life that is your choice okay so the benefit of boundaries oh my gosh what are the benefits i kind of just said it like that empowered state of oh yeah i'm not at the mercy of these people controlling me, but also they're not at my mercy and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I would do best to allow them to have their experience. I mean, it's the full liberation of letting you have your own experience in them too, and never feeling like you need to be doing something you're not doing because you're acting out of integrity. Yeah. Let's say like a colleague is condescending well, again and again. That's a boundary violation. I don't like to be talked down to. So if I said, mm-hmm. hey, look, if you're going to use that tone, I'm going to go ahead and go and we can try again later when mm-hmm. we've both cooled down a bit. What do you think about that? I think that fits the mold. Brooke Castillo, if you're listening, you can write to us, <laughs> info at liftednaturals.com. I do need to reach out to her and let her know mm-hmm. that I created Lifted. And that she kind of helped me to yeah. do that. Yeah, in the beginning when you kind of brushed through that about how you were a coach and but you're not really a coach anymore i think that was probably one of the bigger invest best investments we've made Mm -hmm. because you helped me so much through my career as an engineer yeah you call me your wife coach and you are my wife coach still you're still on the payroll (laughs) Um, i think we added you to payroll uh, maybe okay (laughs) but but that 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 approach to life that knowledge has helped me us so much that that i agree that that's probably one of, one of the best investments we've we've made that's why i think when we study personal wealth and growing things mm-hmm. like your assets it's always said invest in yourself yeah because and that's what they're talking about <laughs> yeah i feel like that's what they're yeah. talking about because once you may learn to manage your mind and learn how to attract new levels of consciousness and wealth then mm-hmm. it's game over or game on as you would say so the benefit of boundaries is that you can be free from 
so much suffering because you know you have the power to set a boundary if you need to. You have the power to say something difficult like what I we've illustrated that mm-hmm. maybe we haven't said. Uh, I think that if you aren't willing to say that, you will probably experience repercussions. You know, now that I'm thinking more about it, to me it's a tool because I cannot think of an instance where I need to set a boundary. But it's pretty liberating. feels really good to know I have that tool. And when everything else I'm using isn't working, I can use the boundary mm-hmm. tool. I'm sure you have a really prime... Like if people are gossiping and you don't love gossiping. Yeah. So she said you don't always have to speak the boundary. So if someone's, if she sometimes cusses and people don't like it, they just leave the room. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of this. Unwritten rule. Yeah. Like this is not my preference. This Mm -hmm. is what I'll do. So if someone's gossiping, you can just leave. And that is an unwritten boundary that says if people are gossiping, I leave that circle of conversation because it's not my preference. It's a vibe lowering. The gossiping I don't like. Because when I get sucked into it, it lowers my vibration. And then after it's all over, I'm like, why did I do that? There was no utility oh, in that. In the Zero moment, utility. But in the it, moment, it's like, yeah, tell me more. Tell me what they do. Like a hungry leech. Tell me about this. Oh, do you know about this one thing they did? Like, I get sucked in. And then later, I'm like, that was. It lowers your vibe. It yeah. makes you feel kind of bad. Like, what? Like, <laughs> like you want to share your, your half of like, well, yeah, I would think that was bad. Well, listen to this other thing they did. That or even then you hang out with the person you just talk badly about. That's no good. Like I remember having that aha moment that it feels good in the moment. It's kind of like sugar or (laughs) booze, right? Mm. Like it feels good in the moment. And then later you're like, oh, dang it. What did I do? Why did I do that? So you don't always have to express an about a boundary, but having that awareness around it, if someone's gossiping, then I will change the subject. If I change the subject and it goes back to gossiping, then I will leave the room. If I'm with colleagues and they're making jokes that are racist or inappropriate, then I will leave immediately. Then I will speak up and say, this is gross and I will leave. That can Mm -hmm. be a boundary without even speaking it. So you definitely have boundaries. We all have boundaries. If we have to speak them and because there's a level of controversy that requires it, that's a whole nother story. So first yeah. and foremost, speak your truth. Beyond that, if you speak your truth and you find yourself in a situation, then you set a boundary. And don't be afraid to say no. So I think that's a wrap for this week. It's a wrap. It's a little longer. Hope you guys enjoyed the extra few minutes. Uh, as always, we appreciate you listening to the Lifted Life podcast. Be sure to click over and leave a rating review if you haven't already. That helps iTunes uh, show us to more people. And don't forget to go over and like our pages on Facebook or Instagram. Follow us over there if you're there. Or you can always just sign up for the email newsletter over on our website, liftednaturals.com. Have a great week.